All right, good morning. How is everybody this morning? Great. Great. Better than last week, huh? Like I was I was looking at the weather all week and I was like, oh no, it's gonna it's gonna be cold again. And uh, it's beautiful out here, although when the sun slips behind those clouds, it definitely cools off a good bit. I want to encourage all of you this week. Um, Jackie, our office admin here, is making these different frontline testimony videos. We're doing about one of these a month. And the idea was that we were going to show these videos on the third Sunday of each month in the worship service. Obviously, we can't show those since we're worshiping outside right now. But I would just encourage you, if you haven't checked uh, check that out, there's one put out this week with Jay and Justin Perkins talking about how they see God at work in their lives and in their job together. And so I would just encourage you to check that out. It was also, I think, went out in the uh, email that goes out every Friday. So if you haven't watched that, I would just say you should do so and be encouraged. Back when I was a kid, I desperately wanted to be good at basketball. Actually, I, I don't really think I cared all that much about basketball in particular. I just wanted to be good at something. And I was tall, so that was what pushed me to basketball. Everyone thought that was what I should be good at, and so I gave it my best attempt. The thing is, I was not a natural. I was this goofy, lanky kid. I knew that to be good, I would have to work at it. Since the most important part of basketball is shooting, this is where I applied the majority of my efforts. One of my coaches gave me an acronym that communicated how to shoot a basketball. The acronym was BEEF. BEEF. The B stood for balance. You were supposed to stand with your feet about shoulder width apart. The E stood for eyes, eyes on the front of the rim. The second E stood for elbow, elbow at a 90 degree angle. And F was for follow through, like you're picking a cookie out of a cookie jar. I still remember this all these years later. The most important part of shooting a basketball was that B, it was balance. Balance was the starting point. You have to have a good foundation from which to shoot. If you don't, everything else will be haphazard. I later learned the same thing is true in almost every sport. Football or hitting a baseball, you have to have the right foundation. The same thing is true for being a Christian. For our faith, according to the grace of God given to me, like a skilled master build their efforts, they think they are doing exactly as Christians. To them, their lives and church look pretty good. Or maybe they just think they're available to them. Top of it, is not Christians today are equal Jesus Christ and other alternatives much of human life is spent searching for a truth 
that can act as a reliable foundation. There are those that seek truth out in the world. It is easy to think that a life based on a belief that is commonly held in the culture, it, it must be true. It, it must be true if so many other people believe it. But we know this is not the case. History is filled with examples of cultures that celebrated beliefs that in hindsight were just short-sighted but were outright evil. If you were living in a way the culture affirmed in Japan in 1930 or in the South in the 1850s, your whole life would have been built on a foundational lie that was going to go up in smoke sooner or later. Hopefully we are not living in a time that history will look back on with such disgust. That doesn't mean the culture we exist in provides any sort of reliable truth for building a life upon. Recognizing the foundations out in the world leave a bit to be desired. Many people turn away from the world and look within. The idea is that everyone needs to determine what their personal truth is and go from there. In this conception, truth is not universal. It is individual. The problem is this assumes there is no set truth. Everything is relative. The only means for determining what is true is if the individual seems happy with the choice they have made. Personal happiness is not a reliable indicator for much of anything. It is incredibly fleeting, in fact. Oddly, many people just don't have high standards for the foundation they build their life upon. They think good enough will do. Good enough is an extremely odd standard to construct a life on. If you are having a house built and the contractor said the foundation was good enough, I imagine you might have some follow-up questions. Good enough for what exactly? Can I live on this foundation for the next 30 or 50 years? You'd want to know the standard to qualify for the contractor's good enough assessment was sufficiently high. Nobody would willingly build a home on a foundation that is good enough. It is bizarre that so many people flippantly build a life on one. Whatever we build our life upon will go a long way in determining the outcome of our lives. The stakes could not be any higher. Our firm foundation 
needs to be eternal. Jesus Christ is the only foundation that is worthwhile. He is the truth of God incarnate. Jesus is not a truth, one possibility among many. He is the truth. For no one can lay a foundation other than that which is laid, which is Jesus Christ. It is only through Jesus that we know God. Through Jesus, all life was created. He is the basis for our knowledge of how humanity is supposed to live in this world. He modeled what our lives are supposed to look like. The foundation of a house or building determines what will come later. A foundation that is 25 feet by 40 feet will have a house upon it that is 25 feet by 40 feet. Anything not built on the foundation will eventually collapse, even though it may appear to be part of the house. We've all seen ramshackle houses with sections collapsing that were slapped on me. God's concern is both for the development of the individual Christian and the living building he is fabricating out of all of us. Think about someone you know that has ever built a home for themselves. Or maybe you have built your own home. They have this vision of what the home they are constructing will be like. They put a ton of work and thought into the project. They don't spare any expense unless they absolutely have to. Every doorknob and piece of tile matters. A couple that Anne, my wife and I, are good friends with are in the process of completing construction on their new home. No detail has escaped their attention. It is astounding how much they care. Their experience certainly doesn't inspire me to want to construct my own home. Doing so requires a ridiculous amount of time and energy. God is building more than a home. He is building an eternal community that he will enjoy communion with for all of time. He has a grand vision for this thing he is building, the bride of Christ, the church. He knows what it will be like. It will be perfect without fault. He is acting as his own general contractor. Every Christian is part of God's project. We are both part of the building and the subcontractors carrying out God's vision. We all have importance. Every Christian matters deeply to God. He cares very much about what we are building 
with our lives. He wants our efforts to line up with his vision. Details that seem innocuous are significant. God is willing to put forth the effort to complete the project. Building the living church brings him joy. He is motivated by a vision of what the final outcome will be. Our piece of that, what we build, will one day be made manifest. The day will disclose it, Paul says. The day will disclose it. There will be a day of the Lord. Throughout Scripture, this day looms. It is a source both of trepidation and hope. The sin that seems to go on without consequence will be dealt with. The good that seems to go by unnoticed will be rewarded. The day of the Lord will be a day of judgment. Romans 2.16 tells us that on that day, God will judge the secrets of men through Christ Jesus. Jesus himself is the foundation for us. He will judge if what we have built is in keeping with the foundation. In verse 13, it says, Fire will test what sort of work each one has done. Much of what we invest in on earth cannot stand up to the fire that will test it. Many efforts that seem worthwhile in this world will disappear on the day of the Lord. God is not worried about how things appear in the present. His concern is the underlying substance of our efforts. Fire will also have a purifying effect. The fact is, everything we do in this world is to some extent tainted by our own selfish ambitions. Thankfully, our own impurities can be addressed without the good we have done being destroyed as well. The efforts you and I make in this world will result in reward or loss. If the work that anyone has built on the foundation survives, he will receive a reward. God rewards our efforts when they are consistent with the foundation of Jesus Christ. He knows that what he is asking us to do is not easy. In fact, there is nothing harder. Everything in this world is against us. If it were easy, it wouldn't be worth a significant reward. In general, the more difficult a job is, the more effort that is required to complete it, the more rewarded the person who does that job will be. A mansion is worth more value than a shack. God knows he has given us a tough assignment. He will reward those who succeed accordingly. 
the risk that comes with our task is that if anyone's work is burned up, he will suffer loss. We only have a limited amount of life to invest. How we invest matters. Our efforts to determine if we have anything to show on the day of the Lord. Many people will realize that day that their efforts were in vain. They will be like somebody who escaped through a fire. They will still be alive, but won't have much to show for it. How we live out our Christian lives is incredibly important. But we do need to remember our salvation is not dependent on what we do. Christ alone saves us. That is our foundation. This was one of the five defining theological beliefs of the Reformation. Nothing we can do can fix our relationship with God apart from Jesus. Our independent actions are always tainted by our own sin. Martin Luther himself famously tried to do everything he could to please God on his own. His awareness that he was failing almost completely broke him psychologically and spiritually. Our efforts cannot be the foundation that is the basis of the Christian life. It is still Christ's atoning death that saves us. That needs to be 100% clear. Any who try to rely on their own goodness as a foundation will find themselves disappointed by the outcome. While our salvation is dependent on what Christ has done as opposed to what we do, over time, the application of this truth has morphed in unbiblical ways. Many Christians operate under the impression that because they have Jesus as their foundation, it doesn't particularly matter what they do. Jesus has done it all, so I can just hang out, I guess. Paul is not so flippant in verse 15. He says, if anyone's work is burned up, he will suffer loss though he himself will be saved, but only as through fire. Surviving is certainly better than the alternative, but this description doesn't sound ideal. It is definitely a source of comfort to know that however I live, I will be welcomed into God's kingdom when I die with open arms. Nonetheless, I would still prefer to not be like one who just ran out of a house that was burning down around me. This is not a pretty picture. The scriptural image I was reminded of in reading this verse was that of the prodigal son returning to his father's arms still covered in mud and the excrement of pigs. 
the father still welcomed him. He still had a, a feast for him. But if I were the prodigal, I would still prefer to have arrived in a better condition. I would rather hear Jesus say, well done, good and faithful servant. You have been faithful with a few things. I will put you in charge of many things. Come and share your master's happiness. The foundation on which the Christian life is built is secure. Jesus is that foundation. We don't have to have any anxiety that we are not secure. We do not need to be afraid in that way. What we build upon the foundation of Christ is dependent on the efforts we make with God through the Holy Spirit. We are not on our own. But if we want to have anything to show for our lives, we cannot be passive. We must put in effort. The question today's verses should leave each of us with is, what am I building with my life? Am I building with God on the foundation of Jesus or am I doing my own thing? Will what I build withstand the test that is certainly coming, or will it burn away? In the midst of construction, you can see a rough outline of the finished project. That's where we stand now. That's where we sit. We can see the vague outline of what God is doing, but so often is unclear, so often it doesn't make sense. God is overseeing all. Even when the work before us doesn't make sense, we can trust God. Our task is to build what God has made possible. He values what we do. He has provided the foundation for us so that we can participate in what God is doing. He has provided all that we need for our part in his mission. We should not read these verses and feel burdened. Every believer has an opportunity to be a part of what God is doing. Our lives have a meaning and a purpose that transcends this world which will turn to ash. Here moth and rust destroy. In God's grand construction project, the efforts we make can be lasting. Jesus Christ is our certain foundation that we are called to build upon. Let's pray. Dear Lord, through you, through Christ, we have a foundation to make a lasting impact, to build in a way that has eternal meaning, Lord. I pray that we would do that. I pray that we would set aside the distractions of this world, that we would seek our purpose, that we would take seriously 
the impact that we have on one another as a community, Lord. The calling you have on our lives is so much more substantial than the way we often live out our faith, Lord. I pray that you would be with us, that you would help us not to settle, Lord, and that we would accept the challenge of being a part of what you have made possible for us to be a part of. I ask all these things in Jesus' name. Amen.